afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sea Report from QA Holes Network. And we are coming to you live today on Twitch, Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, so thanks for joining us. If you're in the crowd with us, looks like we got Joe one of two with us. Thanks for coming along. We'll see who else trickles in as we go. All right, guys. So we have a pretty good show for you guys today. We'll be doing mostly headlines and. Uh, Time willing, maybe we'll do a little something special at the end, but uh, I don't think we'll have the time. So let's just hop right into it. Now, uh, Trump leads at the C report. So we did have some more of uh, President 45, Donald Trump, joining us on the uh, he was um, he released a statement in regards to uh, the Georgia election reform. Now, this one might come as a shocker to some of you guys, because after all, we were quite satisfied with the fact that Georgia was it at least trying to attempt to make uh, some fixes in their election process, especially considering all of the scandal that happened during the 2020 presidential coup. And of course, we know it is because of some of the players in the politics and the legislation, as well as the governor, the secretary of state, uh, that did play a vital role in ensuring that the presidential election was stolen from President 45, Donald Trump, particularly in the state of Georgia. Now, Georgia was a real hot seat button, real hot seat issue, especially because it was one of the most highly contested races. Uh, I mean, aside from uh, Marionette Miller Meeks, that is just kidding. But um, highly contested races. Uh, we had so much um, um, voter fraud issues. We had so many um, other issues. I mean, you guys remember them all, everything from the ballot counting to the uh, to the uh, the shredding trucks, to the uh, empty lots, to people being able to come into the state of Georgia and having had a residence there for maybe a month or so, and then you know being able to vote, or even just using fake addresses. Like there was there was all types of voter fraud issues happening in Georgia. So with that said, let's go ahead and look at one of the statements that uh, President Trump had. In regards to the, uh, there's our president, President 45, Donald Trump. Let, let's let's blow the man up a little. There we go. All right. Okay. So in a statement that he released uh, to the press, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. Let me see if I can blow this up for you guys a little bit so you can see it better here. And I'll go ahead and share that with you. It says, Georgia's election reform law is far too weak and soft to ensure real ballot integrity. Election day is supposed to be election day, not election week or election month. Far too many days are given to vote. Too much mischief can happen during this very long period of time. You saw that in 2020 presidential election. How's Ruby Freeman doing? Governor Brian Kemp and Georgia's Secretary of State should have eliminated no-excuse, widespread mass mail-in voting, gotten rid of dangerous of the dangerous and unsecured drop boxes, and should have kept and expanded signature verification to do matches against the historical voter file. Among other things, hope the rhinos are happy. Kemp also caved to the radical left-wing woke mob who threatened to call him racist if he got rid of weekend voting. Well, he kept it, and they still call him racist. Ain't that the truth? Uh, the statement continues, Too bad the desperately needed election reforms in Georgia didn't go further, as their originally approved bill did. But the governor and lieutenant governor would not go for it. The watered-down version that was just passed and signed by Governor Kemp, while better than before, doesn't have signature matching and many other safety measures, which were sadly left out. This bill should have been passed before the 2020 presidential election, not after. It is now reported that chain of custody records for over 400,000 absentee ballots are missing or not being show. I wonder why. Show them now. The Democrats in Georgia really push the Republicans around like the so-called consent decree, which was illegally signed by the Secretary of State without legislative approval. A Democrat dream boycott all of the woke companies that don't want voter ID and fair elections. 
All right, and that's your statement from the 45th president, your president, Donald Trump. So, uh, yeah, I mean, right there you can see that is, uh, that's probably going to send some people in a tizzy because, after all, here we were thinking, oh, yes, like, um, you know, Georgia's going to go through this whole election reform. Of course, we're going to have the, uh, the well-expected backlash of the corporate entities who, uh, you know, um, are just all about serving their masters. And we'll, look, we'll take a look at something about that in a sec. But also, um, we also see here that uh, it wasn't quite everything it cracked up to be. Now, we see across all major networks, uh, Georgia's coming under fire. We have woke companies who are now... Um, Basically, basically, they are disenfranchising the state of Georgia, like the Major League Baseball taking their uh, their whatever their big game out of Georgia. Sorry, guys. Um, obviously, what we're going to see here is uh, a lack of jobs, a lack of commerce, a lack of travel, a lack of touristing, a lack of everything. And who's that going to hurt? It's going to hurt the communities of Atlanta and the state of Georgia overall. So I'm sure that Major League Baseball might think that they're, uh, you know, um, doing something for the greater good, you know, uh, really, really following their values, right? Uh, Major League Baseball is really following their values. But really what I think here is Major League Baseball may actually have just signed their death warrant with this move. Um, let's take a look at an interview that, well, actually, we're not going to take a look at an interview. What we're going to do is we're going to listen to an interview. <laughs> we're going to listen to an interview with President Donald Trump that happened on Newsmax when they were actually talking about this whole woke corporation boycott thing regarding Major League Baseball and other companies and Georgia and the way that plays out. So let's go ahead and give a listen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and blow up President Trump here again while I get this going, so you guys can hear. It. And this was on Newsmax. This was an exclusive interview that they had on Newsmax, and this is uh, President Donald Trump speaking with um, an anchor. I don't know her name. All right. I don't mean any disrespect, but I didn't get her name. All right. Uh, here we go. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. President. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Heather. I know Heather. you're very busy. Let's uh, tackle that first topic that we were just discussing, the MLB moving the All-Star game to Denver, Colorado. You've already had a lot to say about it. Uh, what's your opinion? Well, they had a very strong bill, and I guess the governor rejected it because it was too strong, and then they went with a watered-down bill. In, uh, if, if you look at uh, you know the history of it, they went with a very strongly watered-down bill, and they don't have various elements that you'd like to have, but uh, that's why they call it watered down in Georgia. And now they've moved the All-Star game because they thought the bill was too tough when it's not. They just, they're woke, and uh, woke is not good for our country. Woke is not good. And I hope a lot of people, I look, I, I think people are giving up on baseball anyway. You look at the fans are way down, everything's way down. I don't think anybody cares, but uh, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be hurting the people of Georgia. They yeah. shouldn't be doing that, especially for a bill that is less stringent than the one they have where they're moving, where they're moving the All-Star game to. Right. Less stringent because they still obviously have the voter ID in uh, Denver, as they do in Georgia. But there's less available days to vote there. Um, and then also some other issues. So obviously that wasn't the real issue when it came to the Georgia law and all of these companies that jumped in, the media reaction. So what do you think is really behind all the wokeness with these corporations uh, jumping on the bandwagon? Well, Georgia's got a lot of difficulties. I mean, you look at uh, in this uh, new law, I don't believe they have signature matching. Now, why wouldn't they have signature matching? A lot of the real power, a lot of the guts have been taken out of it. They had something that was very powerful, meaning fair and free and good for the people, but it was it was strong. You have to you have to be a citizen. You have to be all of the things that you have to be and signature ID, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't have signature matching, as I understand it. That's not good. And it's very watered down from the original one. 
What about all of these companies, though, that are uh, being woke now? You have Coca-Cola, you have Delta, United Airlines, I think, last night issued a statement. Uh, American Airlines has already jumped on board and issued a statement uh, because the state of Texas is talking about, you know, some of these voter and election integrity laws that they want to strengthen. Oh, let them try boycotting Texas. Texas will teach them a lesson. That I can tell you. Let them try it. Look, uh, it's crazy what's going on. It shouldn't be happening. Uh, frankly, these companies should stay out of it because they, they, all they do is aggravate people and, and people are not happy with it. And uh, the people you're talking about, some of them live in foreign countries. They run these big multinational companies and they're making calls from London and other places and they don't even know what's happening. No, I think it's a disgrace. And frankly, if Republican conservatives ever got their act together, which they should, okay. uh, if we had some real leadership instead of Mitch McConnell and the group, if we had some real leadership, what you'd be doing is something much different. They'd be boycotting these companies and those companies would be coming. That's what the liberals do. Mm -hmm. They boycott anybody that speaks out, they boycott them. They cancel them and they boycott them. We have more people than they do. So what should happen is the Republicans and, let's say, Republican conservatives, Republicans, you could call it whatever you want, the right, if they would boycott these companies that are so uh, above it all, you'd find that they would come back into the fold very quickly. But right now, uh, the liberals, the radical left plays a much to the Democrats, they play a much tougher game. Yeah, so should we boycott baseball? Well, I have, you know, look, I'm just not very interested in baseball mm -hmm. for the last number of years. I think it's not appropriate. You know, you look, it's, uh, you want to find a game, it's on, it's on every channel, and yet you can't find anything. Yeah. It's, it's the weirdest thing. It used to be a nice, easy thing to follow. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what I mean by that. It was on one network, and yeah. it was nice and good and beautiful. Today, you don't even know what the hell you're watching, so... Uh, I, I would say boycott baseball. Why not? I think what they did was a terrible thing. I think it's a very unfair thing. And they didn't even know the bill. And in fact, I think they were aware of the bill that was going along. Everybody was okay with it. Then as soon as Stacey Abrams speaks up, uh, they end up uh, folding. Mm -hmm. And it should be the opposite. We have more people than they do. Wait, you know, why is we it? We don't use the power of the people. You know, the yeah. people should boycott those companies that are all of a sudden uh, so righteous. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would find that they would come right. They would be right back because the bill is is a it's a weak bill. Mm -hmm. It's a weak bill. They do have voter ID, which is a great thing. You should have, but even that's probably a little bit on the watered down side from what I hear. But we don't have signature matching, which is a big deal. Um, just one of the many crises that are going on right now is the border situation. Yes. Uh, I did want to get your comments on that because there's a reports out today that the Biden administration is now going to follow through once they pulled the plug, but now they're talking about uh, going back and constructing the wall in the parts that were not yet complete. Uh, one of yeah. the many things that they reversed immediately without going down there to the border and determining what could or could not be done. What do you think that the Biden administration needs to do to fix it right now? Well, I think it's great that they reversed themselves, but a lot of damage was done because we were going to have that wall almost complete. Uh, you know, it delayed two and a half years because of lawsuits. The Democrats sued us in Congress, many, many suits, and we won all of the suits and we started building it and we were almost finished and then they called it into it and it's you know, just incredible. Mm -hmm. But if they agree that they're going to complete it, it's very little to complete. If they agree that they're going to complete it, that's a great thing. That's mm -hmm. a very positive step. I want to ask you about the Biden administration and foreign policy. A lot of folks are questioning his health and issues that, that he's had. We didn't have the press conference until 64 days in. And then we had China, North Korea, um, Iran and Russia, who have all challenged him from day one. Uh, when it comes to foreign policy and what the Biden administration is doing, specifically North Korea, not even taking their phone call. Obviously, you had a relationship with Kim Jong have you spoken to him and what do you think about the Biden administration when it comes to North Korea? Well, I had a very good relationship with mm -hmm. Kim Jong-un in the end. We started off rough, but we got along very well and we like each other and 
it was a good thing. If you remember, when I first came in, everyone thought we were going to war with North Korea, mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. Now I notice that uh, it's a very bad situation and very bad situation with China. Uh, China never spoke to me the way they spoke to our representatives. They never spoke to us that way, mm -hmm. ever. The way they spoke to our people in Alaska was horrible. And if you look at Iran, Iran is now, I, we would have had a deal done very quickly with Iran the way it should have been done. Mm -hmm. And now they're talking about going back into the Iran deal, which is unthinkable. Right. Everything, it's just uh, nobody's ever seen anything quite like it. And Why the Middle East, we had, we had peace. We were going to have total peace in the Middle East. We were, the Abraham Accords were incredible and, and acknowledged to be incredible. And then, of course, I came up with a vaccine. We pushed mm -hmm. people like they've never been pushed before at the FDA and, and elsewhere and got a vaccine done in nine months instead of five years. Right. And, uh, it's, you know, we did a great job. But uh, now we have somebody else running it. If you look at uh, China, they have ships all over the place. They have, you know, very threatening mm -hmm. having to do with Taiwan. Very threatening. I was never threatened. Why do you Taiwan. think that is? Why do you think that you were treated so differently uh, than they have come in and immediately treated uh, President Biden? Well, they have to respect your leader and you have to respect your leadership. And if they don't, uh, it's going to be very tough. Uh, Russia, the same thing. You look at what's happening with Russia. Uh, Russia's uh, very aggressive now. They weren't aggressive with me. They weren't aggressive with our country, mm -hmm. despite the fact that we had the Russian hoax, which made it tougher for them and for us. It was a hoax between Schiff and all these other characters. They're all a bunch of crooks, but that was a hoax, mm -hmm. the Russian hoax. We went all through that, but despite that, they had respect for the president and they had respect for our country. They don't respect our country anymore. It's uh, since this happened, yeah. it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, they see the same thing that you see and that I see, and uh, it's uh, not a good situation. And I hope he's well. I hope everything's fine from that standpoint, mm -hmm. physically but and mentally. Mm -hmm. But uh, I certainly hope he's well, but countries are not respecting our leadership, that's for sure. Do you think that he is capable of doing the job from what you've seen? I mean, you had to do the job. You're working 24 hours a day. Uh, people would actually laugh about the fact that you rarely seem to be ever sleeping. But it does take that kind of initiative and drive to do the job. Do you think he is up for it? Or do you think someone else is doing the job right now? Well, it does take that kind of drive. And it takes tremendous uh uh, strength mm -hmm. and enthusiasm and everything that you can imagine. I mean, you need uh, the highest levels of, of every ingredient necessary. I mean, it's just, it, it's a full time. Uh, when I say full time, it's uh, 50 hours a day. And you understand what I mean by that. It's right. a lot of work. And I think other people are making most of the decisions, but I may be wrong about that. I don't know. Yeah, right. look, uh, I debated him and uh, I was you know, a little surprised at what was being said. Let's uh, talk about... So I, I, don't, I don't really know him very well, but right. to be honest with you, somebody's making decisions. Let's put it this way. Bernie Sanders, if he, if he ever won, he would never have gone anywhere near this. He cannot believe what's going on. This is Bernie Sanders on steroids. <laughs> Our country's becoming a socialist nation. This is Bernie Sanders on steroids. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only good thing to come out is now they finally agreed after screwing up the construction, which was going along perfectly, is going to be finished soon. They finally agreed to rebuild or to f complete the wall, yeah. which shouldn't take them a long period of time. But that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. I wanted to but, ask uh, you. I wanted to ask you about vaccines. But, but yeah. I, let's put vaccines on hold for just a moment. And since you talked about Bernie Sanders, the infrastructure plan that everyone is talking about that includes everything under the sun other than infrastructure you know usually at least under your administration infrastructure was bipartisan it was a bipartisan effort this administration seems to be making no effort to be bar bipartisan when it comes to either covid relief or this multi-trillion dollar infrastructure plan that includes uh, clean the green new deal and what they're calling human infrastructure uh, what do you see as the path moving forward for any type of bipartisanship and what happens when it comes to tax Taxes. They're talking about uh, reversing the corporate tax rate that you lowered and yeah. raising it again to 28 percent. 
Well, you have companies leaving our country. I brought them back. So many companies came back and they invested money in the country, like numbers that nobody can even believe. They weren't able to bring their money back in because of the tax structure was too high. So they left their money work, do, do all of the work in other countries. And it was coming in by the trillions. And it was a great thing what was happening. And all of that's going to be reversed. It's, it's a very sad, including jobs. We had the greatest job numbers in history. Nobody's ever had numbers even close. And all of that now, and I did it twice because I did it once and then the plague came in from China. And then after, you know, after we, we our foundation was so strong, you know, we're doing better than any other country in the world right now. And mm -hmm. that's because of the foundation that we built economically. And even with COVID, you know, they used to say, oh, look at Germany and look at France and look at, well, they're all shut down. They're in a desperate position right now. And we're open with where we have good Republican leadership, like in Florida and Texas and some of the other places. I mean, mm -hmm. we're open and doing, you know, really well and doing better numbers than the places that are closed, like New York. Better numbers medically or with COVID. Uh, we're doing much better numbers in the uh, states that have been opened and run right. by Republicans. So. Look, I think uh, it's uh, very sad when you watch what's mm -hmm. happening. And again, the only glimmer is they want to finish the wall now. That was mm -hmm. a big mistake. And uh, at least they're, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not knocking them. I'm, I'm giving them maybe the other, the opposite of that. At least they're willing to say we made a mistake and we're going to finish the right. wall. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, a glimmer of hope. Looking forward to 2022. You have been out there already endorsing some candidates. Uh, who would be your next big endorsements that you would make? Well, I, we have a lot of them coming up, you'll see. And, and uh, everybody wants the endorsement because if mm -hmm. they don't get the endorsement, they're not going to win. The, uh, For the most part, they're not going to win. We just endorsed a uh, fantastic young woman from Louisiana, mm -hmm. as you know. And, mm -hmm. and uh, she ended up winning in Congress. Her husband passed away, COVID-19. He just got elected. He was congressman-elect. Mm -hmm. And she ran, and most people expected a runoff or less, and she ended up getting 65% of the vote after we endorsed her. So everybody wants the endorsements, and uh, we are going to be announcing quite a few of them over the next couple of weeks. And I think all of those people that we endorsed are going to go on to victory. People see what's happening. People see it very much. And mm -hmm. they respect it. They respect the job we did. What about specifically Alabama, Missouri, or Ohio? Are you looking at any of those candidates? Okay. All of them. Uh, you have great people going in those states. And mm -hmm. they're great states. And they're states that I won by a lot. As you know, Alabama, Missouri, mm -hmm. Ohio. I won by a lot. And, uh, no, we they all want an endorsement. And I'll be largely making those. Sometimes, you know, you're... You have two or three really good and supportive, but also really, really good candidates. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to let that just play out. But I'll so, be, generally speaking, making endorsements. What does it take to get your endorsement? And would you be willing to maybe just name one right now? I'm pushing you on it. <laughs> well, look, I, I can say that, uh, you know, I haven't endorsed yet, but Mo Brooks in Alabama has done a a spectacular job of, fighting for an election, election integrity. And he's a strong guy. He's a tough guy. He loves his state. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see going that way. You have other really good people. They're really good people. But, you know, Mo is right out there on the front lines, and mm -hmm. he was fighting for election integrity. He saw what happened with the 2020 presidential election. It was rigged and stolen, and he mm -hmm. saw that. And others saw that, too. What about Eric Greitens or Josh good, Mandel? You know, he's, running, he's running for the Senate. You have some wonderful people in Ohio and in Missouri. You have some wonderful people running, and we'll be uh, letting people know very, very shortly. Okay. Well, you could let them know right now, uh, but you can think about that. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I think you do a fantastic job, well, by the way, you. Heather. I, think I do you're appreciate really it. a real professional. I appreciate and it very I appreciate much. it. Um, what about this big RNC uh, donor meeting? Uh, they're all coming down to Palm Beach this weekend? We have a lot of uh, senators, congressmen, mm -hmm. and donors coming down to Palm Beach to Mar-a-Lago. We have a very big ballroom, and it's going to be uh, full. It's going yeah. to be really something. You know, Florida's Florida's back in action, and they've done a Ron has done a fantastic job, and mm -hmm. uh, the, the state is really people want to come here. What's people the really significance? Have, a, lot people, a lot of people are coming and yeah. not moving back to other <laughs> locations, which is 
pretty tough for those other locations. Yeah, I don't blame them for the ones that left New York because we, we are nowhere near back. Um, what's the significance of, of all the RNC folks coming down there this weekend? And how often do people try to come down there to get your endorsement and to get your help? Well, all the time and far more so than even a year ago or six months ago. Uh, you see the polls and the polls have been incredible. We have 95% approval ratings and we have, you know, really it's, it's an incredible thing. You know, if you look back to, you know, normal, wonderful times, which frankly were probably in many ways worse than this, because we got hit with COVID. Right. We got hit with the plague from China, so that sort of uh, puts a pall on things. But, but if you look back, uh, you'll see that, generally speaking, an endorsement doesn't mean a thing. Having an endorsement from Ronald Reagan was wonderful to have, but mm -hmm. it didn't mean that much in terms of points. And I'm giving endorsement of people going up 30, 40, 50 points. It's been pretty amazing, actually, yeah. and it's a great honor. But I have to be very careful with it because I want, you know, the, we want great people to be in there. We want people that love our country, that are going to be willing to fight for our country and, and be strong. And uh, I think that's those are the people that we are endorsing. Low taxes, keep the taxes low, strong military, Second mm -hmm. Amendment. I mean, there are five or six things that are just, you know, very, very important. Right. And, uh those I did things want are being to, obliterated. You, okay. you know, the Democrats are looking to virtually demolish your Second Amendment. I said that was going to happen. I did want to finally just ask you, uh, because you were talking about uh, endorsing candidates, will you be using your new social media platform uh, for that? And what else can you tell us about it? And also the Presidential Library. Any news on that front? So we have a lot of people that want to come on to social media. Right now, as you know, we're doing releases, press releases, I guess you could call them, and they're getting out to everybody. They're very effective, actually. I mean, I think I'm getting the word out to everybody. Uh, and it's done in a much, in a way, it's done in a more elegant way. But mm -hmm. we have a lot of options on social media and platforms, and at the right time, we'll be making the announcement. You know, we had probably 200 million people, between 90 million people on Twitter, and then we had... Uh, POTUS had a 36 million and we were one of the top on Facebook and you know all of these people and the uh, big tech cut them off because they were not happy with the progress that we made they cut them off they silenced right. a voice and a, a big voice and and many other voices and many people left Twitter Twitter's become very boring it right is Monday. very boring it is and anybody no, says it is and isn't many people telling the have truth. Left. yeah <laughs> well many people have left uh, Heather it's incredible they're leaving and it's so long. You know, when I went on Twitter, you know, years ago, it was like a dead company. Mm -hmm. And then it became hot. Now it's becoming dead again. People are are bored. I mean, I'm hearing this from everybody. They're bored stiff. So Twitter's, Facebook is so big, right. you know, they had a, they had a big drop off too in value after that happened. But Facebook is big enough. But Twitter, Twitter is becoming uh, very, very mundane and right. very uh people are not enjoying well, it so facebook much pulled your in, facebook pulled the interview that you did with your daughter-in-law laura so she had to put it Incredible. on clout hub uh it'll be interesting i'm sure i will lose uh thousands and thousands of followers on twitter after our interview today they'll just magically no disappear. i think you'll gain i think you'll gain a lot of respect actually because you're one yeah. of the people that tells it like it is no you'll gain a lot of respect you know when you speak up and when you tell the truth ultimately like they haven't silenced me i'm getting my voice out just as good as I did if I right. had Twitter and I get in less trouble because I don't retweet people that I you know <laughs> perhaps after you do massive research you'll figure you shouldn't be retweeting but and no this yeah. is in many respects it's better than Twitter okay I'll tell you well we will look so for it I think you're going to do very well based <laughs> on this interview and you're doing well anyway, but you're going to do very well based on this interview. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate so much of your time today. I know that our Newsmax viewers were watching, and they're appreciative as well. Well, thank you very much, Heather, and keep up the good work. All right. Have a great rest Goodbye. of the day. All right, guys. So that was a um, brief interview from our president, President 45, Donald Trump, there on Newsmax. There's a lot of ground that they covered. Uh, I think that's probably one of the more extensive interviews I've seen him on since, uh, uh, with the exception of um, his interview on The Right View with his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, um, who's also running in South Carolina. 
uh, quite possibly for governor, among other things, uh, some stuff to look forward to in the Trump dynasty. But yes, so um, uh, some of the highlights, of course, like what I wanted to talk about would be this whole woke concept, like, because basically, President Trump has doubled down against these woke corporations. And he's calling again on the American people or the patriots, the people who are, um, are America first, those who follow this whole path since the inception of our, con our country, correct? Um, to uh, really hit these corporations where it hurts and really get them in their pocketbooks. Now, there's a whole bunch of ways that we could go about doing this. Um, but I want to focus on, um, this whole cancel culture ideal. Cause you know, they're getting, he's going to get, he is going to get, and is getting a lot of pushback, of course, from the legacy media in regards to that. So, um, <clears throat> I, I, I kind of wondered whether or not I would play this video, but, uh, just, uh, just a, a quick example. Let's look at Don Lemon, this little cheese head over at CNN. And, uh, I'm not even going to blow him up on my screen. I'm going to keep him there in the little tiny screen. And uh, let's just see what this idiot had to say about this whole woke thing. Cut MLB, the king of cancel culture, can add that to his list, okay? Because there's Coke, there's Delta, there's Major League Baseball. But there's more from the king of cancel culture. There's Rolling Stone, <laughs> there's HBO, I mean, there's too much, like, I can't even, like fit it on the screen my face let me help you out there don lamont because you are identifying for the patriots the businesses that we need to uh censor i mean censor that we we don't want to censor sorry guys that was not a slip of a tongue or Freudian freudian flip that we want to boycott so we're looking at wall street journal that's a shoe in geico oreo comcast t-mobile nbc nfl uh major league baseball nike goodyear starbucks macy's mo uh, harley davidson now harley davidson's probably going to be hard for some because i mean harley davidson is included in some of the most patriotic rallies around the country even sturgis you know you have the most i think bikers are among the most patriotic americans there are out there anyways uh, uh harley davidson get your act together so it can get me a sportster anyways rolling stone hbo fox news that's a given coca-cola univision now mexico they have Mexico up there. I guess Mexico's woke. I don't know. The last I heard, President AMLO, um, Obrador, over there in uh, Mexico, he seemed to be uh, pretty much on our side of things, even though he's on the other side of the fence. I, the, the wall, pardon me. I don't, I don't want to start sounding like CNN and start calling it a fence when it's obviously a wall that has slats in it. Anyways, okay. Back to the cheese head. If we get bored. There's HBO, there's Apple, there's Macy's, Univision. Fox News, AT&T, the NFL, there's Harley-Davidson, there's Nike, Starbucks, Goodyear, Comcast, T-Mobile, Geico, Oreo, Mexico, the Wall Street Journal editorial board, NBC, even Glenn Fittick Whiskey. I like the way I named off these companies better. That last one for praising a Scottish farmer who refused to sell his land to Trump. Who was canceled? Not by cancel culture, but by what? The voters. Nah. Nah, it was, it was totally stolen. Uh, Don, you don't age well. The hypocrisy and the doublespeak. <laughs> oh, goodness. And the shiny objects and the lying continues. Know your facts, people. Fix your tie, Don. I, actually, I'm one to talk, but... <laughs> Corporations are saying, this doesn't line up with our values. Values, you say. And now, the party of, former party of family values, suddenly has a problem with values. Interesting. We have breaking news. No, you don't, Don. You have fake news. That's what you got. All right. So let's hear from Don's boss himself, right? Let's hear what uh, Don's boss or one of his bosses, um, illegitimate Joe, had to say. Now, this is going to be in regards to actually, actually, let's play this one first. Let's play. Okay. So they're asking him here about uh, what he thinks about Major League Baseball being out of Georgia, right? And then um, we'll play the flip-flop. But there's a reason for it, guys. There's a reason for it. And uh, 
Joe, one of two in our audience already nailed it. What do you think about the possibility that baseball decides to move their all-star game out of Atlanta because of this political issue? I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these in these various sports. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids. Breaking tonight, Mr. Biden throwing his support behind the potential relocation out of Atlanta, Georgia, of Major League Baseball's all-star game this. Okay, we don't really need to go into this report. I just want you to hear from the whore's mouth. Uh, he strongly encourages, strongly advises Major League Baseball to move out of Georgia, right? Okay, so let's take a look real quick at this one. Now, this is his flip-flop. So you have to ask yourself if um, it's okay. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, you have to ask yourself if it's okay for Major League Baseball to be kicked out. Why is it suddenly not okay for, um, I don't know, uh, PGA or the golf tournaments to be kicked out? So here's his flip-flop right here. Let me get this on there for you. Illegitimate Joe coming to you live, or not live. What's going, Mr. President, in Vienna? How is Vienna going? Uh, I'll report on that later. Mr. President, do you think the Masters Golf Tournament should be moved out of Georgia? I think that's up to the, uh, the Masters. Look, uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that... Uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. There's no these new Jim Crow laws because partisan people cannot hand out water in line. I mean, you may as well have put in the bill, it is okay for Kamala Harris to come to a precinct and campaign on election day. Come on, Joe. Come on. Another side to it, too. The other side to it, too, is when they, in fact, move out of Georgia, the people who need the help the most, people who are making hourly wages, sometimes get hurt the most. And he's very concerned about that, considering that uh, this is a woke issue, right? This is a woke issue that we're dealing with here. This is because um, black people and Mexicans and other supposed minorities won't be able to figure it out. I saw this. Oh, I listened to this really crazy report. Um, it was on the X-22 with Dave, and he had played some clips of interviews of people on the street, and they interviewed which sounded like a bunch of Caucasian people. And they were asking him, do you think that the black uh, community um, can use a computer? Basically, is can they use a computer? Do they know what NDME is? And do they have ID? And like every white person who sound like an SJW basically said, uh, I think, I mean, I mean, I think they know how to use it. I just, I don't think that they know how to use it the right way or, or I don't know if it, it wouldn't be fair to them because after all, they, they, they don't have IDs or they don't know how to use the DMV. And then, of course, the juxtapose was um, interviewing a bunch of um, what sounded like African Amer or black Americans. Sorry, not not to get so way back into the descendant of the history ge ge genealogical line, but black Americans, and they were like, "Oh yeah." Oh, sorry, guys. I don't want to sound like I'm racially appropriating my voice. Anyways, they're like, "Oh yeah," like the DMV's down on 125th Street. You know, like. What? what? What century do we live in, right? Okay. <laughs> so then Atlanta and Georgia has a higher population of black people per capita uh, compared to Colorado. And uh, this is for the black people, right? That we're, we're, we're standing up. Um, a Major League Baseball is giving you their values, which is support black people, hurt their neighborhoods, hurt their wallets, hurt their pocketbook. By moving out of a city or a state that would benefit, um, um, demographically speaking, that race more than it would in Colorado. How are you making your point, Major League Baseball? Could there be something else going on here? Well, America, yes, there could. Let's take a look at it. Next report comes from NTD News.
let's uh let's get this big on the screen for you guys is this the big screen okay cool i was like is that the one that makes this make it big okay cool all right guys check this out my bad i had it saved exactly where i needed it okay let me move her up There we go. There we go. I got you. Adolescent psychiatrist in the state. There is a dispute over that she doesn't think they only help wealthier communist party. Just one day, baseball is facing backlash for boycotting Georgia. That's as the organization extended a contract with a company that has close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Just one day before boycotting Georgia. Major League Baseball, or MLB, is facing backlash over its boycott of Georgia. This is because it's willing to do big business with Chinese state-owned companies and companies with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party, known for its human rights abuses, but is boycotting the Peach State over election reforms. MLB has been doing business in China for years, but it's just come to light that only one day before MLB boycotted Georgia, the organization extended and even expanded its contract with Chinese tech giant Tencent, which has significant ties to the CCP. MLB claims Georgia's new voting laws amount to voter suppression. MLB Commissioner Robert Manfred said in a statement that the Georgia boycott would demonstrate MLB's values as a sport. But now, many people are wondering what exactly those values are, given the CCP's ongoing human rights abuses and genocide of Uyghur Muslims. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo shared an article on Twitter about MLB's partnership with Beijing Enterprises Real Estate Group, a top Chinese state-owned enterprise, and wrote, Georgia's laws don't comport with MLB's values, but China's do. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul said, Your sports league might be a little too woke if it will freely do business with communists in China and Cuba, but boycott a U.S. state that wants people to show ID to vote. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton responded to the Georgia boycott saying, Hey, MLB, how many days of early voting are allowed in China? And General Spaulding, author of Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept, wrote, the all-American game is now all-communist. Also, it wants no voter ID. Are you still blind to what's happening in America? The CCP continues to carry out numerous human rights violations and religious persecution. Yet many large corporations have turned a blind eye to these atrocities in order to gain access to the China market. But over the last couple of years, as many of these corporations make accusations of oppression and human rights abuses in the United States while still doing business in China, a movement to boycott these corporations has gained momentum. A number of people are already saying they're canceling their MLB subscriptions. President Biden delivered an Easter message from the White House today. The tradition. All right, and we'll leave it there. So that was pretty interesting, guys, right? Now you really, really have to question the Major League Baseball's motives, especially after seeing a report like that. So here they're saying, and this is with Biden too. Now don't forget, Biden is China's puppet, like basically. Um, he, he is beholden to them. He's in fear of them. It was always his master's plan, his master's plan, not his master plan, his masters, his owners. It was their plan to make China the, uh, the manufacturing and banking and economic capital of the 21st century, 22nd century. Where, what century are we now, guys? I don't know. Anyways, in the year 2000, <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to have been the Chinese century, guys, the 21st century. And uh, um, that kind of got uh, put on the back burner when we decided to go with an America First program or an America First um, a profile instead of a China First. Uh, we were not going to settle for the third world, but Biden's masters, illegitimate Joe, China, well, 
Yes, sirree, Bob. That's what we're talking about right there. Um, that is why he encouraged and strongly supported Major League Baseball to follow their values, which was whatever uh, China's values are, um, especially since, uh, as the, um, the news report definitely... Um, uh, since since the uh, news report definitely pointed out uh, with all of these um, um, human rights and ethics violations that we find going on to um, uh, all of these aspects of that. So, yep, there we go there. So um, would you say, America, that Major League Baseball, in the light of all these facts, may have just put, you know, a... Um, hammer and nail into their oh ooh, hammer and nail hammer and sickle oh wait that's the commies right anyways they might have nailed their own coffin with that one signed their own death warrants because all of that is coming out all of that is coming out and i would definitely agree uh major league baseball would definitely make some great secret sauce anyways okay let's go on to our next story guys before uh we run out of time so uh okay so yes daddy trump i appreciate that all right whose ugly mug is that on my screen that is the face of governor asa hutchinson of arkansas now in a follow-up to a story that we did on the c-session on our tiktok channel uh, where we talked about how the governor of Arkansas vetoed a bill that would ban, it would ban transgender surgery and um, operations and also uh, hormone growth, all that stuff. It would have banned it. It would have made it illegal to perform these operations or even make these recommendations for kids, people under 18, right? So... Um, you know, the Arkansas legislature, they passed it pretty much almost hands down. You know what I mean? Like the Arkansas legislature put this on the bill and then um, Hutchinson uh, basically vetoed it. So in a follow up to that story, uh, we have Arkansas Governor um, Asa, Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson, sorry, vetoing the bill. It says here from uh, as a recap from the Federalists, the majority Republican Arkansas General Assembly voted Tuesday to override Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson's veto of a bill banning experimental genital mutilation and hormone treatments for those under the age of 18. Very interesting, guys. The passage of HB 1570, the Save the Adolescents from Experimentation Act, makes Arkansas the first state in the union to prohibit doctors from administering hormone treatment, puberty blockers, or other treatments um, to minors. The veto passed in the House at a vote of 71 to 24, and in the Senate, 25 to 8. Hutchinson vetoed the legislation on Monday, which originally passed on March 29th. The governor claimed the measure was a product of culture war in America and violated the relationship between doctor and patient. Which, okay, I, I, I could understand that, uh, this doctor-patient relationship, Mr. Hutchinson, Governor Hutchinson. Um, there was a, another point that he had made also. I had read, I think this one was from Justin News. He says... Um, um, Governor Hutchinson had said, in Arkansas, gender reassignment surgery is not performed on anyone under the age of 18. Okay. If House Bill 1570 simply prohibited gender reassignment surgeries, then I would assign the bill, he said on Monday. But the bill is overbroad, extreme, and does not grandfather those young people who are currently under hormone treatment. In other words, the young people who are currently under a doctor's care will be without treatment when this law goes into effect. Okay, so I get that. I understand that one one brief aspect. Uh, he's thinking about the young people who are currently undergoing these treatments at the hands of their abusive parents, right? Well, um, here's the thing, though. Uh, in an, an interview that I had viewed with H. Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson, it was discovered that this is oh, there are approximately 200 youths under the age of 18 that are currently going um, into this treatment in the state of Arkansas. 200 out of a population of how many? Okay, so let's talk about the greater good here, Mr. Hutchinson, because he's also saying um, that they're already prohibiting the surgery, but anything else is game. And that it's um, basically um, a right between the doctor and the parent to decide whether or not they're um, 
adolescent, their minor, their child can undergo any of this stuff in regards to gender dysphoria, which, you know, I mean, I might be a gay man, but apparently I did wear my mom's high heels when I was a kid. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember, but apparently I did. I know I played with Barbies, but I also played with the X-Men and G.I. Joe as well. And, uh, anyways. Okay. So, um, this is the thing that does like, it just makes no sense to me because this is like a, a form of chemical castration. Um, Tucker Carlson also had him on this program and really pressed him on that issue. But if governor Asa is really making the case for my body, my choice for children, for children, then I would like to see governor Asa make the drinking age in Arkansas null and void. I would like to see him make the cigarette smoking prohibition, um, vanish for the children because after all it's their body, their choice. What if the parent decides, what about that sacred parent child bond? What if the parent decides that it's okay for their kid to drink alcohol? Or it's they're okay for their kid to do drugs, okay? There's a reason why we don't do these things. There's a reason why, you know, even things like, even even in the legal areas of, like, marijuana and stuff like that, they still don't recommend that you smoke marijuana until you're well into adulthood because you're still developing, you know, males we develop until, like, what? At least 21, we're late bloomers, and, 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 and females are, are pretty much good to go by, like, 18, I guess? I don't know. But maybe uh, females can smoke and drink before males? I don't know, because biologically speaking, they got the upper hand on us there. Anyways, okay, so that's all I'm saying. If if Governor Asa wants to make some um, cowardly, cowardly veto of this bill, which his legislator shut him down because this was a coward's move. He was probably under pressure, you know, and he decided he was just going to go with it. Um, but his legislature had the guts to um, to go ahead and override his veto, then I really think that he needs to consider what it is that he's really saying. And, and maybe he should wonder about his values as well. Um, but for those of you who are in Arkansas, let's not forget um, uh, White House former press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be running for governor in the state of Arkansas in 2022. So that's something that we can look forward to there. If I lived in Arkansas, I would be voting for her. Anyways, okay. So let's take a look at our next story. Uh, let's see how we're doing on time. We're almost at the hour. Okay, so now we're going to focus on the border. Now we're not going to spend a whole lot of time at the border because, you know, I'm already in a border tent. No, just kidding. Okay, so... Here's some really interesting stuff that has developed on the border. Now, okay, so we know that they have what? Uh, Customs and Border Patrol. They have ICE. They have all these, like, things. And then they have these detention centers. And then they have hotels that they're renting out to immigrants. And, and everything that's going... Illegal immigrants. So, what about... Um, I don't know, interagency like activities and sharing of duties, right? Is it NASA's job? That's right. NASA, the guys that go to outer space supposedly and you know, all that stuff. Is it NASA's job to take care of the border? Because you know what? Kamala Harris isn't doing her job. Kamala Harris isn't the one who's uh, obviously trying to help this border crisis, even though it's supposedly her duty. Um, no, let's leave it up to the experts at NASA to do this for them. Now, from the Daily Caller, we have this story. NASA reportedly sent email to employees searching for volunteers to work with unaccompanied migrant children. This is insane, guys. I would be so livid and off my chair if I worked at NASA. Uh, and I have a friend that works there. I should get in touch with her, see if she's going to go help the immigrants. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration reportedly sent an email to employees Tuesday asking for volunteers to help staff overcrowded facilities and work with unaccompanied migrant children. An email from NASA Acting Chief Financial Officer Steve Shin reportedly said the agency is looking for volunteers to help the Health and Human Services Department and several other agencies serve up to 120 voluntary deployment details, according to The Intercept's Ken Kippenstein. Now, we don't got to go to The Intercept and we don't got to talk to Ken Kipperstein. Why don't we take a look at the actual email that was sent? Boom. Let's get that baby on the screen for you. All right. Uh, in this uh, leaked email, volunteers sought for unaccompanied um, child children program. Um, this a, this HR message is being delivered. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, Health and Human Services. 
Oh, actually, let me shrink this baby down a little bit so I can read it to you. All right, she says, Health and Human Services is seeking interested candidates to serve up to, serve up to a 120-day voluntary deployment detail as part of HHS administration administration for, I need to shrink the screen more, for Children and Families Office of Refugee Resettlement Unaccompanied Children Program. So let me read that part one more time. They're calling for them to help the HHS in Administrations for Children and Families Office of Refugee Resettlement and Unaccompanied Children Program. Office of Personal Management and HHS are calling upon our federal agency family of exceptional public servants to lend support to this humanitarian effort through this detailed opportunity. This opportunity provides a continuum of care for children, including placements in foster care, shelter, and residential care providers that provide temporary housing and to assist with caring for and placing children without legal immigration status who have entered the country at the southern border without a parent or legal guardian. Details will involve contact with migrant children and a variety of other federal and non-federal entities, possibly including United States Custom and Borders Protection, American Red Cross, Federal Emergency Manage Management Agency, and other HHS employees. This is a reimbursable detail. Travel, lodging, and per diem will be provided. Two types of support needed. Line of sight support for youth care, in other words, ensure children's needs are met requires empathy, coordination, and organizational skills, and case managers, language proficiency required to assist in conducting and translating intake information during interviews with children. Locations currently include facilities along the southwest United States border area, specifically Dallas, which is not border, San Diego, San Antonio, which is not border, and Fort Bliss. These will extend to other geographic areas according to the need. Currently, locations requests are not being accepted. Individuals working directly with children will need to undergo a child care investigation, which includes specific checks as directed by the Crime Control Act of 1990. OFI Form 86C will be required prior to deployment or upon arrival at facility. So that is something else, guys. Um, and then also uh, the article concludes that a NASA site in California, the Moffett Federal Airfield in Mount View, is reportedly being considered to house migrants who are crossing the border. So they're looking at having NASA employees now. And, and the, the nice thing for these guys is what NASA, uh, what federally funded or state funded, they're already getting uh, taxpayer money, right? And then they're also going to get paid a per diem. They're going to get reimbursed for travel and lodge. So that's more taxpayer money. You know, why are we paying for this? We already have nearly 1,200 migrants that are being housed in hotels near the southern border here in Texas and, and across the southern border. And, and that's also in Arizona and New Mexico and California. And this is coming at a cost of already 86 million taxpayer dollars, guys. So why are we going to allow a space agency? I guess I guess that's, that's a good thing we got Space Force, right, guys? Because NASA is no longer going to be uh, – NASA is going to now be obsolete with Space Force and – and, and all those other uh, space places, Elon Musk places that they got going on. But yeah, that's uh, that's something that's pretty crazy. <coughs> now, let's see. Um, continuing along with the border in a bid to uh, to to kind of rectify what's going on. Like I said, the costs are incurring, guys. So from the Epic Times, we have an article: Texas, Louisiana, sue illegitimate Joe Biden. Um, for its alleged refusal to take custody of criminal illegal immigrants. Because this is a big issue, guys. We have so much crime occurring between the illegal immigrants' point of origin all the way through the other side of the wall. So much crime there, but then all of the crime that's coming across, not to mention the drugs and probably the weapons. Um, like we talked about on the C-Session on our TikTok station, we have uh, Yemeni uh, illegal immigrants that came into the state through California and the CBDP, they scrubbed it. The Customs and Border Protection scrubbed the press release, so they didn't want people to know about this. So uh, Governor 
uh, Abbott, and uh, let's see, I'm sure I'm not familiar with the governor's name, Louisiana. I'm thinking of Reeves. He's Mississippi. Anyways, um, attorneys generals from Texas and Louisiana. Oh, my bad. These were not the governors. These were the attorney generals. Uh, so, Ken Paxton, thank you, sir. Attor Paxton, thank you, sir. Attorneys general from Texas and Louisiana on Tuesday took the Biden administration to court, alleging that it is, re it is refusing to take custody of illegal immigrants convicted of serious crimes after the administration set rules, narrowing its immigration enforcement priorities. The states are seeking to block two Department of Homeland Security memorandums issued early in the administration that established the interim enforcement priorities. These priorities include narrowing immigration enforcement to three categories, individuals who have been engaged in or suspected of terrorism or espionage, immigrants who crossed into the United States illegally on or after November 1st, 2020, and individuals convicted of an aggravated felony. The attorneys general argue that the memoranda failed to prioritize detention of criminal aliens with final orders of removal, criminal alien convict, aliens convicted of drugs, offenses, or criminal aliens convicted of crimes of moral turpitude. And then uh, what I have on the screen there for you guys was actually just the text of that um, that complaint that they filed. Let's see here. You can kind of see what that was all about. Uh, the Biden administration is refusing to take custody of criminal aliens despite federal statutes requiring it to do so. Um, when the Texas Department of Criminal Justice incarcerates an alien already convicted of a felony criminal offense, it informs U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. If pursuant to federal law, the alien should be removed from the United States when the sentence expires. In Louisiana, an alien convicted of a felony criminal offense may be held in a state prison operated by the Louisiana Department of Public Safety and Corrections or may be held pursuant to an agreement with the state in the local parish prison. Um, upon receiving an ICE detainer request, the LP, LDPSC or the local sheriff will hold an alien pending retrieval by ICE instead of releasing him into the community. Federal government also operates federal detention facilities in Louisiana. Um, so that's just some of what they did. And then, of course, the violations were as stated. So these guys are taking them to task. We also have, um, I believe it was, who's that? We also have McCarthy, um, who had come down with a uh, delegation of um, uh, Republican senators uh, to Texas. And he's also calling on them to, let me see, I think I have the, the story here somewhere. He's also calling on them to show um, to show uh, uh, to show who they have on flight records that are coming in. Uh, let me see if I have that one here. Yeah, pull that up real quick. Um, from uh, just the news, McCarthy wants a declassified. Oh, let me get this on the screen. Sorry, guys. Um, let's go. Uh, McCarthy wants a declassified briefing on Border Patrol apprehension of people on terrorist watch list. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol deleted a press release, as we mentioned, that it had posted on Monday, which noted that Border Patrol agents arrested illegal aliens, Yemeni men, who were on the FBI terrorism watch list. So that's pretty scary, guys, because we have these uh, these uh, Yemeni men, and then they're trying to keep it quiet. They're trying to keep it hush-hush, which is no bueno. Um, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy in a Tuesday letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray and CIA Director William Burns requested a declassified briefing about the U.S. Border Patrol's apprehension of people on the U.S. terrorism watch list. Um, so that's something that's neat to know. And, and for them to be scrubbing press releases that give out that valuable information, um, uh, you have to wonder why. You have to wonder why. But anyways, guys, all right. We are at the top of the hour, and I want to thank you very much for tuning in today to the C-Report. Um, there was so much more I wanted to say, but we got the meat of what I want to talk about today out of the way. Make sure you guys tune in tonight as Q&A Hole's live podcast will be on air. Join myself, Mr. W, and Mr. Y as we, uh, you know, shoot the breeze and talk the, talk the T's of the town, which is uh, current events and whatever's on our mind. So make sure you're there with us. Again, we'll be here live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Also, make sure you check out the rest of Q&A Hole's programming. You can see it's on Spreaker. Uh, we're now um, we're now live on Twitch, Twitter. Uh, we're back on YouTube, and um, yeah, yeah. So make sure you check us out if you want to download the episodes. Check out our uh, Q&A holes, um, breaking news with Joe One of Two. That's also it's always filled with some great information, stories you might have missed, 
and an appreciation for history, which I most definitely appreciate. So, all right, guys, um, join us again tonight, and uh, we'll see you then. But in the meantime, stay good, stay safe, and don't forget, America, we love you much, and we're going to fight for you as hard as we can. We'll see you next time on The Sea Report. We will make America great again. You and a horse. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. You and a horse. Thank you.